Hi guys, welcome to the Holy Grail podcast. Before we get into today's episode, I'd just like to thank you for tuning in. Your ongoing support is what allows us to keep making and gradually improving our podcast. It would be a huge help if you were able to give us a like and a follow at the Holy Grail podcast on both Facebook and Insta. Click subscribe and maybe even leave a review on Spotify and Apple Music and share an episode with a mate who you think might enjoy having a listen as well. That would be so greatly appreciated. If you keep getting around us, then we can keep getting around you and staying in your ears. It's a bit weird, but it's all right. All right. Thanks, guys. Let's go. The Holy Grail Podcast. Welcome back, listeners, to the Holy Grail Podcast. My name is Bailey Parker, and I'm joined by that other guy, you know, Tom Dore. We're in your ears once again. Weird to say that, but I'm I'm so glad that you're listening to my extremely calming voice. This week is going to be another belter if you're a fan of AFL. We're going to go absolutely nuts breaking down what is said to be one of the greatest battles we've seen in a grand final for a fair while. The NRL have somehow made it impossible for us to watch the pink and purple grand final, by putting these two beasts head-to-head Saturday night, whilst the other two teams fight to lose a grand final. Australian cricket is getting stranger by the minute, with most players electing to gain momentum in their careers via social media rather than what they are paid to do. The Wallabies are good, the Philly Eagles are shit, and I'm excited to get into it. How are you, mate? Oh, I'm not too bad, Parks. I've, um, I've started to hit a wall a little bit, just that uh, COVID fatigue, I reckon. But yeah. look, first day school holidays, and I did absolutely two-fifths of fuck all, which, look, that's okay. It's not the worst way to spend your, um, spend your first day of holidays. But I tell you what, I reckon I'm getting really old here because I had a few beers um, at the Oakland's Golf Club on the weekend, and we rolled into the Oakland's pub. All above ground, COVID safe. You know how it is. Yeah. Um, but I'm getting two to three day hangovers regularly now. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, getting, I'm getting the Monday blues on the reg these days, which is, look, not ideal. But anyway, still well, kicking. So, Well, I was going right. to say to you, mate, like you, you mentioned that you'd been doing sweet FA today. But I thought you were doing that for the last three or four weeks by the <laughs> amount of content that you've been putting through this podcast. I mean, you just basically clock on and just do podcasting at work. Um, but I have become, I, I I've become a full-time uh, expert at Canva and Adobe Audition these days. So, look. Mate, you're going to go back to school, back to a full-time job next year and just hate life for the first Ugh. three weeks because it's just going to be the biggest drag. I can just see us going through absolute buckets of coffee just to get you through your first two hours. <laughs> it's going oh, to hurt. It's going to really hit me like a ton of bricks. But anyway, <laughs> cross um, that bridge and we get to it. And I agree with you too. I'm I'm starting to feel the, the hangover blues this morning. I woke up and went for a run this morning before work and yep. it hurts so much. It was like 
more painful than how I woke up. You know how when you wake up on a Sunday morning and yep. you go, oh, I actually feel all right. Like you, you got a bit of a dry mouth. You just like, oh, I feel a little bit gross. You get up, you yep. stand up, you have a little sip of water. Oh, I'm actually not too bad. Yep. Come three hours later, you feel like an absolute <laughs> butthole. And so, yeah. all of a sudden, I think it's just, del- I've just got a delayed process of a, of a hangover now. Look, um, I was seriously feeling that on Sunday morning. So I had a big night, stayed in Oakland um, and then set my alarm for 6.30. Henry texts me, you're right, you're right to go. Yeah, I'm right. <laughs> we had to shear sheep at look it was probably quarter past seven i think we kicked off so i'm still in bed in oakland's at 6 30 so she was a rush back she was put my head in the shower cold water <laughs> and then straight into it it's one of those ones where if you just get up and you go you feel not too bad for the first like little bit yeah um and i was like i was just on the broom or like you know um doing a bit of wool class so it wasn't too bad wasn't like I was, had to shear him, but then it just hit me like a ton of bricks about half an hour in, and I was just an absolute zombie. So yeah, and you know what? I you wouldn't recommend too. it. You know what I reckon too. Yeah. You know when you wake up and you're like, oh, I want to check my phone, see what ha- yeah. see what's happening. The worst thing is waking up to stories of people putting up going for their Sunday morning oh, coffee at six thirty a.m. Like. It makes you feel like the most useless piece of shit in the world. Yep. Like you, yep. you're just sitting there. You're like, oh, I feel like shit. I had fun last night, but I'm gonna do absolutely nothing with my life today and just eat the worst food ever. And then you yep. just look at your phone and just watch these people just enjoying their Sunday morning stroll at or, six a.m. Like, or they're fuck up for off. like a fucking five thirty a.m. like. 10k run on a Sunday. Yeah. It's like, please don't. Like, or you, oh, look, I somewhat appreciate your sunset, but are uh, your fucking sunrise? But just spare me, please, please. Yeah. Help it, a brother like, out. Hey, Gusman, I love you, man. But <laughs> 21 gays on a Sunday morning is just not it. All right. <laughs> I, I know, like Dory and I, we're, we're working full time now. You you don't waste any time of your weekend not drinking. So, um, <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, like, it's a dangerous game. It's a dangerous game, but actually probably leads well into our first little segment. Don't come Monday. Oh. Um, look, so this week... I wasn't I wasn't anywhere on this Monday in spirit, but I was yeah. at least there in body. These people yeah. not allowed in body even at all. No, not at all. And uh, I'm going to start it off. This one's a little bit of a somber one, but don't come Monday, Jack McRae. <laughs> Last night the Brownlow, great Brownlow count by the way. Good uh, yeah. congratulations, Ollie Wines. That was a ripping, ripping was a ripping count to watch. I tell you what, yeah. that was one yeah. of the most entertaining ones to watch. Um, especially when you look at all of those who are just watching it at home, put the suit on the top, shorts on the bottom. Isaac yeah. Haney was Isaac Haney was in his jocks. He's just that so confident. <laughs> jocks and socks, and then a blazer and a <laughs> bow tie on top. That is a kit. That's good. That's good. Um, and Jack McRae though, 
he works hard. He's a workhorse, but <laughs> sitting next to the Bont, watching Bont take three votes off him every week, just shaking his head, rolling his eyes, thinking, fuck me, boys. What have I got to do to get a vote? Any <laughs> he gets 45 touches a game and can't even scrape one most weeks. A poor fella. Oh. Even, like, um, even Libba, like, Libba was yeah. very, very good very often. He picked up, like, four votes for the night. Like, yeah. he's just so far down that pecking order. It's And I've got no doubt that the um, the umpires just have their knee-jerk reaction. Like, oh. they're, they're just going to give Bont three votes every single game that the Bulldogs play unless he plays really shit. Same thing with Ollie yeah. Wines. Same thing with Clayton Oliver. And, like, they deserve them 90 at least ninety percent of the time, no doubt. But there's some yeah. games where it's like, I like. He was good. Don't get me wrong. Probably mm. really influential. But oh, I don't know if he was the best player on that field. But anyway. But even even, you, even you've got to like think about it. like, did you ever do a vote card back a vote card back home for the first grade? Um, yeah, once twice. You, you do. You I do was not McLean to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> just a couple, three votes T-Door. Oh, I wonder who did the fucking vote cards that week. Thanks, um, Mick. <laughs> no, nah, they, like back home, you'd be a spectator and you'd do the vote card and that's just for, uh, like that'd be for a vote count, the league vote count. No, that wasn't a league, that was a club vote count. Um, but you just like were looking and you were like, I don't remember, I was watching the game too closely, but I wasn't. <laughs> like looking for individual performances. Yeah. Imagine how hard that is for an AFL umpire that's got to concentrate on doing his job, yet scrutinized every week for not doing his job properly. And then then has to rock up and say, oh, fuck, I've got to remember who actually played the game. Uh, Just a a tough gig. Yeah. Just a quick one on the umpires giving their votes too, and just the Mm. Brownlow medal as a concept in general. If you are not an like on the ball midfielder, yeah, don't or, bother coming to the Brownlow. No, just do not, not bother. The top ten, you got all, all really quality players: Ollie Wines, yep. Bontempelli, Oliver Walsh, Parrish, Steele, Tom Mitchell, Boak, Petrarca, Jared Lyons. All really quality footballers. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, surely, like I guess Max Gorn had too many, um, too many votes taken off him, but like. Yep. If you're a ruckman or a forward or a defender, you are just no no danger of getting any votes. Harry, Harry Mackay uh, won the Coleman, and he finished with like two votes for the for the game. Yeah. For the yep. um for the year, like I mean, remember back when Matthew Richardson almost won it, came second, arguably got robbed. Um, yes. But, but he like, played he played that season pretty much on the wing. Yeah. Like he yeah, was right. he wasn't that real stay at home forward. Like that was pretty much the year he moved mainly midfield. And yeah. that was sort of why he got um like why he got votes that year, I would say. Yeah. yeah. Um but yeah, it's and like an interesting one. So I'm just trying to look up now. Just give me one second. But the like the Port Adelaide leaderboard Ollie Wines, like, don't get me wrong, I was absolutely stoked to see him get it. But he got some really, like, favourable votes there at the end. Mm. So, yeah. Alir Alir, I think, was, if not, like, he was the Port Adelaide's best on ground in games that they won for, like, nearly their last four weeks straight. And he's ended up with seven votes total for the year. 
Like, yeah, right. <laughs> Ollie Wines was getting three votes there late in the season, and Alirali wasn't featuring. Like Steve, I, Stephen May probably, yeah, him or Jake Lever, like best defender of the year. You would think uh, so. Stephen didn't, May didn't. didn't Stephen May didn't poll. Nah, Jake, Jake Lever got five. one. We got oh, five, I didn't. think. Yeah, I've just yeah. got it here. Um, but look, essentially, I'm just going through the top threes. Or top, it's got the top five on the AFL website. Yeah, there is not a defender or a forward or a ruckman in literally any of them. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's that. That's just just something. To, something I had That's to just up for, on. food for thought. And um and one more quick one on the brown though. Sorry, I know this is your segment. That's I'm, all right, mate. I'm pushing you aside, but I just loved this uh this one from Adam Cooney. So. Adam Cooney, famously the first cousin of two Wollongong Bulldog greats, uh, Cheese Cooney and Henry Cooney. Um, So he's just made a post. David Mundy is the same age as him. So David Mundy nearly polled as many votes as Adam Cooney did when he won the Brownlow 13 years ago. (laughs) Uh, David Mundy is 36 and Cooney's been retired for five years and quotes, am overweight and can't stand to look at myself in the mirror. Well, <laughs> well done, David, the real hero of the evening. And he was just getting like huge applause every single time that he got a vote. So yeah, look, that was, everyone was that getting was around sick. him, which was good to see. That man see. just keeps getting better with age. Fine keeps one. going, getting, getting better. Yeah. What, uh, what uh, age is Boke now? Maybe 33. Oh, 33, I think. Yeah. 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 And like he's picked up well. Twenty five and finished. Like I got it in front of me. Finished seventh. So seventh. Look, it's not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Bokey. It's not bad. Uh, All right. Let's next move one. on. Next next one. Uh, punters around the grounds will appreciate this one. Don't come Monday. Nature strip. Dog food. Turn, <laughs> churn him up. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking lost cool. the quaddy. He was he was like a dollar. Oh, I can't even think of something. I think he was like a dollar forty five favorite. Yeah, and um, and made a run real late and got past this uh this uh in the one that was leading the whole time, which yeah. was a good horse. Uh, and then this other thing, I don't know what it was, but it just pissed it in around it. Didn't even like didn't even look like it was gonna hold on. So don't come Monday Nature Strip. You co- you cost the boys a lot of money on the weekend. So. <laughs> Uh, not happy with that. And speaking of losing money, don't come Monday, Nick Blakey. Just needed one vote, brother. That's all I needed. You were paying f- five bucks, and I would have been able to bet next week in the punters club. So don't yeah. come Monday, Nick. That's uh, disappointing. All right. Fair shout. I did actually think that was an okay bet, Nick Blakey, to get um, at least I thought one it was a steal at five money. bucks. I um, thought like, he played. There was probably like five games at the end of the year that we won. Yeah. At, I was like, he was he was up, he played back. out of yeah. his skin, yeah. and off half back. Great use of the footy, um, had a th- numerous score involvements, uh, and didn't even get a look in. I think that we had like maybe three point, uh, oh, four pole getters, vote getters. Yeah, it was right. Callum Mills, Luke Parker, Isaac Heaney, Tom Hickey, and Josh Kennedy. I think got him. Yeah. So, hey, so like, just a quick one. I wonder how much Tom Hickey was paying to get a vote. <laughs> get a because vote. I was I sat down to watch it and I was like, Phew, Tom Hickey, one vote. Nice. 
Tom Hickey, one vote. Nice. Tom Hickey, two votes. Bang. He's on four <laughs> yeah. votes. He's on his little... He's on the little leaderboard. It's like Ollie Wines, Marcus Bontempelli, Clayton Oliver, Tom Hickey after three <laughs> rounds. And I'm like, man, that is How good content. Is that is the best stuff. He's just... Yeah. Oh, he's good. It's a great so, story. He, but like prior to this year, over his 10 seasons with different clubs, he'd gotten one... Brownlow vote in his life, yeah. and then this year he had four, which is like yeah. massive. He's just come out of nowhere, and we picked him up for a fucking can of coke and a hot pie. Oh. It was, it was, it's a great pickup by the Swans, and he's just yeah. developed, and he's just in a good, good mental state. I think he's just enjoying yeah. his life and and loving playing footy, and it's great to see. Seems like he's just killing it, eh? Um, yeah. So I wonder what he was paying to poll a vote. Oh, I'd if hate he to was, know. If he was like five bucks, I'd be like, Phew. imagine you went, yeah, no, nah, he'll get, he'll poll in all of the first three games, rounds one, two, and three. Fire out. But, you would have been, you would have been getting some cash back, baby. But let's be, let's be honest. Nick Blakey or Tom Hickey, who are you picking? Like the poll a vote in the Brownlow. I would yeah. have thought Nick Blakey's a bit of a yeah. shoe in compared to Tom Hickey. Like, I understand. <laughs> Tom Hickey's had a great year, but the man's the big dopey ruckman. It's not something that gets gets uh, gets votes. I mean, yeah. Did we? Who was another ruckman that? Oh, bloody um, the Essendon young fella, um, Draper. Yeah, Draper. Yeah, he got he got three votes first round, but then I think I think he got three votes, and in that game he had ten touches. And yeah. like three clearances and maybe kicked a goal. Like, wasn't yeah. the worst game ever. But <laughs> Tommy Mitchell in that same game, Hawks won and he's had 40. No, no three <laughs> votes for you, Tommy. Unlucky brother. I don't. I reckon that was one of those ones where the, the umpires had packed up shop. They're walking out and one of the boys goes, hang on, boys, you got to do the votes. <laughs> And they go, oh, fuck, that bloke, that bloke, and that bloke. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, anyway, that's Don't Come Monday. That is. Woo. Uh, into the AFL. Do you want to do AFL first? Yeah, I reckon. We'll just keep just keep rolling. Ready? Yeah, just right, let's go. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. What, what are you, what, are, what is this? Uh, this is... Just a great northern. You see, we've got some things in the pipeline, not to be disclosed just yet, but might have a couple of partnerships coming up in the next episode or two. So oh, just stick into a stick into a very, very um, standard great northern so as not to get anyone off on the wrong foot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't want to disappoint the the parties that we're um, we're possibly <laughs> partnering with. Still uh, prospective, but look. We'll see how we go. I've just gone your stock standard orange juice to Ooh. get me through. Um, Seems though you no... went for two runs and a gym session today. You're just finishing off well. Yeah, yeah. It's well done, uh, it's uh, I'm feeling absolutely horrendous. I just had some nachos and it's tearing <laughs> my bowels apart. But that's okay. <laughs> oh, that's uh, <laughs> that is grim. <laughs> oh that's just not Shit. what you want to hear <laughs> whatever night it is sorry listeners um all right yeah there's so a, back to the there's AFL. a big game there's a big game the afl coming this up is this is a week. massive game so uh 
if obviously the uh, the Melbourne Demons versus the Western Bulldogs and the big dance on Saturday night. Twilight game. Disappointing, but, you know, we'll live with it. Um, hey, look, five o'clock. Oh, no, wait, it's seven over here. Shit, seven, that's seven dangerous. Here. That's it's, dangerous. It's a very pissed parks by then. Um, yeah. They, unfortunately, they don't sell those colours of cruises. Otherwise, I'd be drinking all of them. <laughs> Um, but I think we can we can work a way out in yeah. between. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the 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 D's versus the dogs. Um, firstly, we'll go with our tips. I'm I'm back in the D's. Uh, I think that they are the premier team for this year, and I think they've just got the the uh, makeup to just be steady, be calm on on a grand final day. I yep. think they're going to they're gonna be just a bit bit too good for the dogs who will come out firing, but will lose it in that third third quarter, in that premiership yep. quarter. Yep. Um, I am not... I'm probably leaning towards the Melbourne as well. I'm just going to fence yep. it just so we can have a discussion back and forward for like the next 10 minutes and then I'll probably end up going with Melbourne. But yep. I reckon like the dogs are in... They're in good form. They've been... Yep. They've played a lot of footy. Melbourne have played one game in... Will have played one game in 27 days. So it's essentially like the battle of the fresh versus the battle of the like momentum side. So like the Bulldogs have rolled in one win after another after another. They now get the week off to freshen right up. They should be fairly well cherry ripe. The likes of Wait... Oh, Waitman will come back in. Alex Keith is... I think they're fairly confident, but he's still going to have a test midweek. So, yeah. Um, but it'll really—it's really going to work in their favour. Um, Melbourne, on the other hand, had to have a scratch match on Saturday, um, which isn't ideal. Um, Charlie Spargo's come out with an injured ankle from yep. that too, which has been was played down in the media today. I think Big Tommy McDonald was talking to the press, and he said, "Nah, look." It's a little rolled ankle. At worst, just strap it up and get a pain-curing injection and he will be fine. So, yeah, look, yeah, he, reckons that, he reckons Chug Spargo will be fine to go. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's the fresh versus the momentum. Um, yeah. I reckon that's... Look, the dogs get the jump and they're a real confidence team and they can get that midfield firing and they can get the likes of Aaron Norton flying and clunking marks. They could be a real chance. But I think if it's sort of a fairly even contest, 50-50, I think the Ds will be a bit too good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Did you mention that Stephen May? Stephen May, yeah. I think... He's expected to be fit to play. Expected to be fit. I think, like, I was just watching the news tonight and... There's been vision of him for the last week moving fairly well. Um, yeah. Pretty yeah. much training fully. So, look, I think, I don't know. If like if you're training fully at this time of year, then you're doing, you should be fairly right. I would think, yeah, but. yeah, you'd think so. And I think they played it down that it wasn't that bad, the yeah. the initial injury, and they were just being yeah. cautious. Yeah. Um, but the, Yeah, and the other one too with... The injury sub now. Um, you can sort of roll the dice a little bit on a player who might only be... like they. He's probably better than 50-50. He's probably more of a 70-30, say, yeah. to play. But you can yeah. sort of roll the dice. And then if he does go down early, obviously, key player, like 
it's not ideal after no. reshuffle matchups and whatever, but it's not the end of the world either. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you can sort of roll the dice a little bit with the likes of May and Spargo. 99% sure they'll come through. Um, yeah. And yeah, I don't know. You just get the feeling that like the D's just across the park seem to just have it, have it working. Well, we thought that about Port matching up against the Dogs as well. Yep. We thought, yep. you know, everywhere you look, the matchup yep. is is favoured towards, uh, like, Port, bar yep. bits of the midfield and the wing. Um, but, like, you'd have to say the same here. And I, I don't know. I think that Melbourne are a better team than what Port were, and especially on the night, obviously. But yep. um, I think that... Yeah, just it's it's about stopping that momentum that the dogs are carrying in. If the, they can stop that momentum that they come in with, kind of dampen that first quarter blitz that they're going to come in with, yep. it'll be it'll be Melbourne's game to win. Yep. Um, but just looking at the previous matchups I've got here, this is during the year. So the first uh, first one that mm-hmm. they came together yep. uh, was fifty nine to eighty seven Melbourne. Yeah. Um, so the D's got over fairly comfortably in the end. I think it was fairly neck and neck till uh, late in the third. And I think Melbourne just had a couple of momentum getters and just it kind of just mellowed out. No team either got close or yep. or got away uh, yep. in the last quarter. And the same thing happened, but Western Bulldogs this time in the, sec- in the second game. So Western Bulldogs won 85-65. Yep. Um, and so it's a very... Like you can't take anything out of those matchups, um, no. <clears throat> but um, yeah, I don't know. Who do you think will be the real key players, the real key matchups through well, like, obvi- in this game? Obviously, the big one for me is Max Gorn. Mm. Um, I think for everyone, Max Gorn is he's the premier ruckman in the league. Yep. Western Bulldogs. Do they well, bring Stephen in Martin, Stephen Martin? Stephen Martin played against Port. Yeah. And got through and will be better for the run and has had a week off to freshen up again. So yeah. he could be a really key player, I get the feeling. Could be. Um but yeah, I think I think you're right. If Gorn can dominate well, I don't think it's really possible to have a game like he had against Geelong in that prelim nah. final. That is maybe one of the that's probably the best finals performance I've nearly seen, bar Dusty, yeah. Um, yeah. individually. So I don't think he's going to have that dominance. But, yeah, it'll be interesting. I think it's really big if um, big Steph Martin can throw his weight around. He's a quality ruckman himself too. He is a good um, ruckman. My, my, where, uh, where he loses to Maxi Gorn is everywhere else. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, you know, even like in the ruck, it's a 50-50 between those yeah. two when they're rucking. Yep. Um, the bigger body of Stefan Martin probably, you know, around yep. the ground is is winning the taps. Yeah. But Maxi Gorn is very smart with the way he plays. Oh, and and we spoke about it too. Like Matt, Matty Flynn mentioned that he he's just the way he moves. Matty Flynn's a fairly solid boy and he's a big fella. Yep. And yep. Max, you said Max just made him look silly most of the most of the time. Just the way he moved and where he positioned himself. Um, yep. And, you know, there's more to rucking than just running into ru- and wrestling someone. Yep. Um, and so, but then like around the ground, 
um, he's going to be a problem, I think. Uh, yes. Do they, do they throw... Is Tim English... Timmy English will play. Yeah. He'll play, yeah. Yeah. Because he'll he's probably better around the ground, could be good at the contest. Yeah. Like make make Max a bit more accountable. Yeah. Um but having said that, he usually plays that kick behind the play anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um I think so. it'll be really important for Steph Martin to really like try and crack into like crash into Max Gorn. Yeah. Make him soar and make him earn everything early on. Um just Nothing the old a few school. darts after the game won't fix exactly, that. Exactly, exactly. Especially if, <laughs> if he's got a premiership medal around his neck. Oh. Um, but, look, he will try and just the old school run in, bash and crash. And so he sort of frees up English a little bit more um, yep. so that he can go in there with a bit more confidence, Max worn down a little bit. Um, yep. Although, in fairness to Melbourne, though, they've got big Lukey Jackson who is... Very young and raw, but the kid's got plenty of talent. Yeah. Um, and he's not exactly a, like he's a pretty handy second ruck to have in your team as well. So they I don't fall so. off too much there um, either. How do you think that um, the Bulldogs forward line stop Melbourne? Uh, the Melbourne defence. How do they sort of, I know that's a weird way to sort of put it, but we've been talking yeah. about it the last few weeks. Yeah, how, like how do they match up and prevent the likes of May and Lever and Petty from just dominating in the air, and then those rebounders of Hibbert and um, Christian Salem? Well, I think that probably their best bet is stoppages along the flank. Mm-hmm. Like, don't allow one on ones, big kicks into the forward fifty under pressure. Um, yeah, like as like just kick it around, chip it around, even if it creates a contest right on your flanks. That way, it's a short kick into a 15-meter lead a ten, um, kind of thing. Because, yep. you know, Cody Waitman's going to beat his man to the ball yep. most times. Um, and so, I'd, ideally, you're probably running, like, you're probably running Bond up there as well, up forward, creating yep. that little bit of, you know, doubt in, like, someone like a lever's mind that, Okay, yeah. I can't run off because that's Bond. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So actually, I think that they'll yeah. utilize that that uh, midfield small forward. I actually do like that shout because they've got a number of blokes. Like we've seen Bailey Smith do it. He's been unbelievable yeah. this final series. Obviously kicked four against Port. Adam Trelaw as well. Hasn't quite hit the scoreboard but has been getting in. Like has only kicked one or two goals a game but has been getting in those really dangerous positions, getting good looks like... They've got some different, some different sort of cattle they can throw down there, yeah. Um, to give Melbourne some different looks and different headaches to sort of work out, yeah. Um, so yeah, I do agree with you, blokes like Bontempelli and Smith pushing forward and Trelaw going forward um, will be really important because obviously, like Port Adelaide were awful last week, so I think you can like the Bulldogs were able to kick a decent score last week yep. against Port, but yep. Port were absolutely awful, didn't show up. All yep. credit to the Bulldogs, they were good, but you can't imagine that Melbourne will dish up anything like what nah. Port dished up. Um, nah. And there was those short little leads, like, you know, that rebound off the half-forward flank, like a turnover on that half-forward flank, and it's just a lot of the eyes kick in hard yep. that, that got 
those opportunities for the Bulldogs. Yep. So, um, and I think, yeah, and I think for the Dogs, like we're sort of saying, it's going to be really important for their midfielders, like we've just mentioned, to hit the scoreboard because I think that they're going to stroke, they, like one area where they might struggle is just to actually kick enough goals, like to kick a big enough score yeah. to win the game. Like obviously Josh Bruce going down late in the season, he was such a focal point to that attack. Yeah. And blokes like Aaron Norton and Mitch Hannon, um, English a little bit, but he's still not a huge... Like, he's a decent target, but he's not a big goal kicker. No. So it is super important for... Like, I think they're going to need Bont to kick two, Trelaw to kick two, and Bailey Smith to kick two or three yeah. for them to kick a big enough score to be able yeah, to play well, in Melbourne. It's the... Um yeah, the idea that like against a team like Melbourne, who are like they create a lot of their scoring out of their midfield yep. off center bounces, off clearances. Yeah, and then if it's come, like come from their defense, it's all about slowing the play down and just owning the yep. ball, like just having possession of the ball. And so, like you said, they've got to score to be able to beat Melbourne because if they can if they can put pressure on the scoreboard, they're fucking right in it. You know, yeah. like what they did to Port Adelaide. Absolutely. They kicked two or three goals early well, and it just happens. That was it. Every single opportunity. Like they got the first five centre clearances and they pretty much kicked a goal, every single mm. one of them. And then, you know, another five minutes of play goes and they've managed to put another two goals on. So all of a sudden they've got a seven goal head start. Yeah. There's like Melbourne to be wary that they are capable, like the Bulldogs are capable of starting seriously hot. Um, and it'd be interesting to see how these two obviously gun midfields like the two best midfields in the comp no doubt Um, it'll be interesting to see how they match up like do the likes of like you know last year uh, last week when we looked at Geelong matching up on Melbourne it was Selwood and Guthrie were going to the likes of Petrarca and Oliver like Geelong was sort of going defensive and following them around from pretty early on. Yeah. The Bulldogs don't necessarily have to do that. They can go genuinely nah. head to head and just see who wins. So it'd be really interesting to see if they sort of like if either team goes a bit more defensive through the midfield or if to they're happy honest, to just like go head to head and back each other to win it. That's what I'm excited for though, is the yeah. backing it like just going hard. I think that's gonna be like that's what I mean about this battle when I was speaking about it in the intro, it's yep. literally we've probably we've got the two best midfields yep. in in the comp probably that um, are just going to go head to head and just go at each other. You've got Oliver and Petrarca who are probably the best pairing yep. in the league, and yep. then you've got you know Bont and then the likes of Bailey Smith and just like so, all these aggressive players. True, I don't think any of them are particularly. Good defensively. The only one that I'd say yeah. is a good defensive player is Clayton Oliver. Yeah, um, I'd say Liber as well. I'd say Liber's Liber's good. Yeah. Um, I think that I'll, I think that you'll find he'll play a lot of the game in the midfield too. Yeah, um, yeah. A, like a fair whack of it just to provide a little bit of that defensive pressure. Yeah, um, and then McRae as well. McRae's a good yeah. tackler on the outside. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, um, but. But having said that, like you've got Bailey Smith, Petrarca, Bont, who are all just aggressive go ahead, 
Um, and I think that if either team tries to go defensive, it's going to bite them in the ass. Yeah, yeah. So it should be should make for a bloody good game if yeah, we manage 100%. to not be too blind by the first bounce and we can actually watch and enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. It's going to be a long <laughs> bloody morning, I'll tell you that Ooh, much. Isn't it ever? A um, couple, couple other stories out of it. Do you reckon that's enough analysis? Like, I think I'm going to go I think I'm so, going yeah. to go Melbourne. I think yep. Melbourne would be a bit too good across the park. I'm, but... I'm going to agree with you, but I tell you what, if Doggies get a good start, <laughs> yeah, bandwagon alert. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I feel for um, feel for a friend from home, Mary Sandrill. She's uh, in the leadership group of the Western Bulldogs um, women's VFL side. Yep. So I think yeah, she's right up there. Been playing for them for I don't know, maybe four years but has grown up a passionate Melbourne supporter through the darkest <laughs> of Melbourne days. So be an interesting one for her. Type and I'm, shit. What's that? Some Nath, Nath Jones type oh, shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I reckon there'll be a few people who, I don't know, one of the best things about this game I feel like is you can, as a neutral supporter, you can very easily get behind either team or both yeah. teams. Like I don't think anyone's going to be overly disappointed. No. Nah. Whichever the result goes, I think we, we're just all like salivating at the prospect of what this game could be. Well, we both play for the Bulldogs, True. so it seems yeah. like it'd be a natural like we should support the Bulldogs. But uh, it's just it's Melbourne have never been good in our lives. I know, I know. and it's and just it's, so it's weird such and a, so hard not to get excited for. Such a great idea to celebrate like what would be such a momentous occasion for that yep. footy club. Um, although, let's move into one of the topics, Nathan Jones. One of Dude, the, it's a hard luck story, isn't it? One of the hard, most hard luck stories you'll ever hear. Bloke's been through thick and thin with this club. He's been at the helm of some of the worst football that you'll oh. see. And yep. he's just pulled through. He's been loyal. He's always he could have got money anywhere during yep. his prime. Yep. Um, and in that, in that, I'm going to stick with the with the days. I know we're, we've got a great club building here, and uh, yeah, comes to this year, they're absolutely killing it, and he can't get a game. And he's just said, "Nah, boys, I'm not going to get a gig next week. Going to put the boots up. I uh, put yeah, hang the boots up and get over to his wife, who's having their third kid." Uh, she had twins. Had so twins. I think the Jones clan went from four to six. So he'd have four young kids rolling around, including two twins. So look, wow. he'll have, he'll have plenty to, to him. Absolutely. Congrats uh, to the Joneses. Um, they'll take a fair bit of keeping up with, I reckon. He, yeah, um, so. yeah, so we'll have plenty to keep himself sort of, you know preoccupied i reckon but yeah it would have to be a tough week and just for melbourne like people in general like for people at the club and supporters like this bloke as you said has been just thick and thin for the melbourne footy club for his entire career and played 300 games he would have captained for 150 to 200 of them easy enough oh, i reckon yeah, 100%. Like, um and just an absolute stalwart of the club to miss out is very unlucky. But I think yep. there's always those sort of stories and sometimes they almost add to the drama and yeah. the sort of like they just the whole feel of the game. Like 
Think about Bob Murphy there in 2016. Did his ACL in round three, but, you know, it was just that genuine spiritual leader. Like, everything I've heard about Bob is he's just, like, all about spirit and vibe. And he's just, like, such an easy character to get around. And they just loved him. And um, they, like, the Western Bulldogs, you know, credited him so much for the whole vibe of that place when they came from seventh to win the flag there in 2016. Yeah. Um, so these sort of stories, like, they they almost add to the theatre of the whole thing. Well, well, speaking about theatre, uh, I've got this AFL grand final drinking game. Now, I'm <laughs> no, in no means endorsing that you go out and break COVID rules and drink with your mates, but this would be a pretty good one to do. Um <laughs> If you're in the Riverina and you can, or yeah, yeah, like pretty much you. only Urana that's not in lockdown yet. So fingers uh, crossed it stays that way. Uh, so this one's under the Melbourne Demons one. It's uh, keeping up with the Joneses. Uh, <laughs> oh, the miracle of life! Each time Nathan Jones's twins or retirement are mentioned, first person <laughs> to yell out "cue ball" gets to pick a twin. Each time you drink, they drink too. <laughs> Wait, but yells out what? Cue ball. I don't know what relevance cue ball has to it, but um, Is that that's like a bit a of an pool? old one. Like a pool ball? Well, yeah, like a cue ball. Like yeah. his head? Well, yeah, that makes sense, actually, <laughs> now you mention it. Yeah, that, that's pretty funny. Yeah, um, yeah right. Oh, I haven't yeah. heard that one before. I've heard toe ball. Toe ball head. Toe ball, but toe ball head, I yeah. I have cue ball. Spe- speaking of heads, Ollie Wines looks like Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> Doesn't he? What's going on with his man? chin? There's that old meme. It's like, uh, Ken told us to be there or be square. Fair <laughs> to say, Holy Wines didn't rock up. He's got a fucking Lego head. What's going on there? Oh, but yeah, no, I just, I noticed that one. I thought, you know what? That is going to be mentioned so many times. Yeah. Like, everyone's going to have twins by the end of the day and everyone's going to be sloshed by the first bounce. <laughs> But um, that's, yeah. that's not necessary. No, not necessary. no, I think you can scratch that rule out. That That's a good one, actually. That's a good drinking game. Just just drinking games for the grim final that doesn't start till 7.30 or whatever. Like, yeah. that's just... I'd like to see some of the game and know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, that's the beauty of, uh, beauty of KO replays. If, I'm, yep. if I can't remember it, I'll just watch it again tomorrow. <laughs> well, and then you've got your next one, uh, your premiership medal, medal for those who yep. don't play. You've got a little bit yep. of a story behind this one. So I was listening to Dill Buckley did a um, grand final preview. He had a few few other list clogger type names. So himself, Tony Armstrong, um, who we'll get to again later on, um, and Mick Barlow and not Matty DeBoer. Anyway, doesn't matter. Another bloke, yep. Tommy Sutcliffe maybe. Um, and they were saying, so Dill was saying that he doesn't reckon you, he wants a premiership medal for everyone in the team, like in the club. So it's been a real talking point this week with Nathan Jones and others. Yep. Like there's always unlucky people who are, play a really big role through the year um, yep. and then don't actually play in the grand final. So don't get a medal. Yeah. Um, but he said that from his experience, when the Giants played in 
was it 2018 against the Tigers? And they were awful. Doesn't matter. Like, they were nowhere yeah. near it. But he said he played, like, three games during the year and was literally just, like, he wasn't even making up the numbers. He was literally number 44 on the list. Yeah. He was like, I did not deserve a premiership medal had the Giants have won that game. Yeah. And then an interesting one as well, Tony Armstrong, um, who's a bit of a media personality now, does Ukiah footy, um, the Indigenous show, and then also works on ABC. But he yeah. was at the Swans in 2012 when they won it. Yeah. Right? Um, uh, and he's, yeah. He said he was pretty much first reserve, like first emergency for that had played pretty much all the way up to round 23. And then Nick Smith had come back in, who I think was nearly all Australian that year. Yeah. Um, so he came back in and Tony Armstrong lost his spot. So, But he felt that he didn't even really want a premiership medal because he knew that, like, he knew that his contribution through the year was, you know, recognised within the team and even by some outside yeah. of the team. But he still didn't, win it like it's still not the same and everyone knows it's not the same yeah so that sort of cutthroat thing they were saying it look it makes you it makes afl a little bit unique obviously all the american sports if you play one game then you get your ring at the end but it should there they were sort of happy for it to be sort of stay the same you're either in the team and you win it or you're just unlucky and you don't have one that's the way it is yeah well i mean a good example of that get the ring um, even though you're not playing or you're not yeah, playing for the team. Um, yep. Tory Craig uh, played for the Phoenix Suns this year. Yeah, yeah. The start of the year, he was playing for the Milwaukee Bucks. Yep. Therefore, regardless of who won, he would get a championship ring. Yep. Now, call me stupid, but if you were playing for the Phoenix Suns, but you got a ring for losing, that doesn't seem a bit very right. To me. I don't feel like that would, yeah. Like, what would he do? Like, does it count? I know, like, winning a ring or winning a chip in, like, basketball especially is mm. so highly regarded. And if you don't win one, then you're like, like, there's always that asterisk next to your career, no matter how good you were. Yeah. But that doesn't really seem like it should count. That's not fair. It, it should be Surely the people. You have to be you have to be on the list, at least. Yeah. You, well, it should be the people that were that are on the bench that game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. if you don't play that game, yeah. Or for I suppose for NBA, it's a final series. If you play in the final series, yes, then you should be given a a, a ring. Yeah. In uh, let's get back to AFL. AFL, if you don't play the game or you aren't listed as an interchange or even yeah. I would the medical sub, yeah. should get a medal. As well, he was he was named in the team. That is part yes. of the team. Yeah, yeah. Um, but and anyone apart from that, if it. you're not you're not named in the team, yeah, that plays that grand final and earns yep. that premiership medal, you should not yep. get a medal. I, I can like I, I cannot stress that enough. You didn't have an influence on that team winning the grand final. Yes, you had an influence of them getting to the grand final, but you didn't win the grand final. That's the point and of winning the grand final. It's It just adds, as I said, it sort of just adds to the theatre a little bit. Like, mm. there's there's always stories of these blokes who have played, like, like they'll play, like, 11 AFL games over, like, eight years, but they manage to string together three good games or two good games 
like yep. in finals, sneak into the AFL, like sneak into the grand final, win yep. it, awesome, and then you never hear from him again. Yeah, like, exactly right. Those stories are kind of like cool in a way. Like it's it's devastating, heartbreaking for those who miss out. But yeah, it is what it is. Um, it is what it is. And like another you know, one, like the same uh, Josh Bruce. Yeah. Um, like speaks about it, like oh, I had an influence on the team's success this year. Blah blah. Yeah. Being their key forward, mate. Yep. You haven't played one of the final series that's got them to the grand final and you will not play the grand final. I understand you've been a big part of that team and you can be recognised for that for your whole life, but you did not influence the premiership. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm very strong on that opinion. I just think, (laughs) yeah, you earn a spot in the grand final team. Yeah. You know? Just another side note too. Um, remember Bevo gave his medal to Bob Murphy, and like yes. how big a symbolism that was. Like it was, it was all about Bob, and he's crying on the stage, and Bevo is yep. just like the ultimate like cool dad alpha vibes. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he was just oh, it was good gear that day. Um, that, yeah, yeah. But which is like, why I he has a chance. Not be disappointed. Yeah, with West but he has a chance to actually take one home. Like he has a chance to win another one, so yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's good, good feel good stories. Good I'm looking forward to it, Tom. It's going to be an absolutely Absolutely. cracking game, uh, and I don't have an issue with either team winning. Uh, what about a margin? I've got Melbourne by 16. Melbourne by six. I'm going to have Melbourne, I'm going to go underneath. I'm going to be, it's going to be close. I'm going to go Melbourne by eight. Okay, okay. I'll, um, I'll put that up on the socials and we'll see how close we go. Yep. All right. Uh, move on. Move on. All right, the NRL. So apparently Turbo turns up. He decides to get off the bus and mainly turn on. They yep. were really, really good against yep. an undermanned and a gutsy Roosters, but 42 to 6 is very, that's an AFL type scoreline yep. um, from the previous week. They were very, very good. Yep. Did you catch this one? I did watch this one. This one was a, a, a flogging, to be yep. p- to be kind. Um as Pricey would say, uh, it was the Eastern Suburbs third grade side that Manly beat, um, and Kel was all up and about getting into him. But um, <laughs> it, it was a it was a pretty funny sight. Mel, uh, he'd been spruiking about Roosters thirteen plus all week, and Manly a thirty plus in the end. Um, but you know, it, like like I said, ter- like we said, Turbo turns up, Manly turn on. Uh, Turbo, he first try scorer. He was first try scorer. Yeah, first try scorer. From that, it was just like he was just a wrecking ball. Like not he, just, anytime he touched the ball, he was yep. breaking lines and stuff. Last week against um, Melbourne. was it Rabbits? No, Melbourne. Melbourne, Melbourne. Yep. against Melbourne just didn't didn't break lines. They held him down, and Manly just never seemed to turn on at all. And Turbo breaks a couple of lines. There's just a bit of momentum, and he just creates opportunities for others. Um, 
and he is the best player in the league at the moment, best player in the world yep. at the moment. You and could just no doubt about it. <laughs> yeah, you could just tell like in those first couple of minutes, like he scored in the fifth minute, so he's been like got his hands on it really early, but yep. he made sure that he was in there early. Took a couple of those really hard like prop like hit ups that he does where. Yep. He just gets his top speed is just so fast. Yeah, and he's got such incredible like he can his acceleration. He can reach that top speed off about mm. five steps. Yeah, and he's just flying and just so hard to tackle. Yeah, and um, he's just I think just like a his sheer size for the yep. pace he runs at, and his upper body strength and core yep. strength is ridiculous. Yep. Just like and so, unable like to so tall. Being so tall as well, there's so much of him to tackle. Like, yeah. you try and go legs, and there's no way you can sort of get any, like, cover any ball when you're trying to tackle yeah. him as well. So, even yeah. if you do manage to half chop him down, he just gets these offloads. And, like, that's how he, like, he put Kieran Four and over for that second try then. Yeah. And then after that, they were just away. Um, yeah. It was just party time, really. Um, yeah, definitely. And yeah, so they were just too good for a Roosters side, which, in fairness to Pricey, it's probably not quite a third grade side, but they still had a little nah. bit of quality at the top um, with, you know, the likes of Radley and Tedesco yep. and uh, Wairia Hargraves. But look, they yeah, were they absolutely were... depleted in their, the rest of their depth was just they completely were... depleted. And they looked like a tired, beat up team as well. And yeah. you can't blame them. They did very well to even get to where they were. Yeah. Um, so, look, tip of the hat to them. But yeah. also, as a Rabbits fan, fucking really good to see them go out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, like, all right, after watching the game, you, you do agree that, like, they looked buggered. They looked tired. Um, but if it came down to it, Roosters won, I'd be worried if I was Rabbits. It's just like... Yeah, the rabbits. That's uh, their nemesis, the roosters. So um, it would just be that one team that I'd be worried to face. Uh, but having said that, they did look very tired, and they didn't look like they were going to win. Um, yeah. At any point. Having said that, I am like looking through. Um, sorry, just on that. Yeah. Ruben Garrick. I was watching him on the night. He is one of the best goal kickers I've ever seen. He just, like, no effort, it's routine, it doesn't change, and it's just straight as an arrow every single time. Yeah. He's yeah. an unbelievable kicker. The best goal kick you've ever seen is a big call. Big um, call, but he but, I haven't watched much league, and he's yeah. fucking so good to watch. I, I could be wrong. I've got a feeling that he, like, he's been a, their goal kicker for a few years now. Um, yeah. It was probably one of the main things that sort of kept him in their team. A couple of yep. years ago like he's absolutely established himself as a really really good winger now mm. but um that was sort of that extra string to his bow that was probably keeping him in the team i think he struggled a little bit early with his goal kicking coming in but look he's he has stri- he has been striking them very very nicely he's you know hot. he's on track potentially if they make the uh grand final which i really really hope they don't but if they were he's a chance to um, actually crack the record for the most points ever in a season, which I don't have in front of me, but I think it's nah. uh, Hazamel Masri from the Bulldogs. I think he's still maybe 30 points off or something, but 
Yeah, so he's got to have a big couple if, games. Yeah, but look, the Seagulls have been on track to have a couple of big games. So, look, yeah, he's a chance. He's a chance. Uh, let's move on to the next game. Um, Panthers, they hold on by the skin of their their teeth. Just uh, yes. the Eels just kept coming hard and hard and hard in that late in that game. Yeah, and Penrith were. Fucking only just holding on. Yep. I'm worried if I'm a Panthers supporter. I'm mm. getting uh, like they're just eating too fast and they're choking. It seems Vibes. like the wheels have just fallen off a little bit. Like, yeah, I was actually. I have to admit, I was very pissed on Saturday night. I was trying to keep <laughs> half an eye on this in the pub, but I was getting very distracted. Didn't watch much of it. Um, but I did watch the K mini replay, and it was one of the least uh jam-packed ko mini replays i've ever seen however from what i've sort of read on facebook this was apparently one of the games of the season a lot of people were. it was a great game to watch it was just a clash of horns genuine defensive struggle Um, yeah and but no one scored no one could score yeah they just kept like it was a lot of line dropouts um like a lot of just back and forth so a lot of silly fucking penalties too. Um, I did hear and, that. I did hear and that. And the six again rule, like I'm only just getting my head around it, but the mm. ruck infringements, mm. they just seem to happen so fucking often and it yep. makes it almost impossible to fucking just like lay a tackle, get back. And because I don't, I don't completely understand how it's a ruck infringement, yep. but I know like why it happens and um it just seems to happen way too fucking often like yeah it's just it, which is great because it what it ends up meaning is that that you've got these high scoring entertaining games that yep. fans love to see but what happens during the season is that these teams are now that are then they're, they're okay they're meh they come yep. up against a penrith or a or a storm and they get fucking pumped by 40 points because they just give away ruck infringements every 20 seconds and they yep. end up having to defend 20 tackles in a row. Um, rugby union, but a million times yeah. faster. Um, yeah. No, it does. And I think since they've introduced that, there's a lot of like sort of soft, like there'd be soft penalties. They wouldn't be called yep. penalties just for, you know, lying, on, lying in the tackle that little bit too long. But because yep. they've got this six again, which in theory is less, like a less severe penalty almost, but yep. they're more likely to just give them. And if, look, some refs, I think it was Ashley Klein, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty yep. sure he was refing this game and he was in the mood to give them. And yeah, yeah they're, sometimes they're just in the mood and they just give them one after the next, after the next. Um, but yeah. Anything more from this game? Because I, how did, like, who sort of stood up for the Panthers and didn't couldn't quite get it done for the Eels? Did you notice? Um, uh, well, I don't know many from the Eels. Mitch yep. Moses was fairly quiet, I yep. thought. Um, so I didn't see much of him. Yeah. Uh, Cleary was okay, but was hasn't been. Like superstar, yeah. Uh, Luai was missing. Yeah, he's been um, missing the last few weeks, and uh, a lot of a lot of good play came from their backs. 
the Pen, yep. uh, Penrith, and they just were solid defensively at the end there. Yep. Um, and who's their who's their fullback uh, at the moment? Dylan Edwards. He played really well. I thought. Yeah. Yep. Thought just consistently just there. Yeah. Um, and like very very good defensively. Yeah. Um, he did make the one mistake that cost them. Uh, cost uh, them the yeah. try that. Didn't that, get which was like a, bomb. a terrible was, bounce and he yeah. was just didn't position himself well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, you know, you can't really get angry about that. Yeah. But apart from that, I don't think anyone played out of their socks at all. Yeah. Um, Kirk Capel was the one that was, that scored the try. Yeah. Um, but yeah, apart from that, uh, Dylan Brown was good. Yeah. Um, Regan Campbell in his return. Yep. Regan Campbell Gillard. Um, yep. Yeah, he. I thought that he played a really good game. Um, was just tough. Took it. Uh, took it on all the time. Um, considering he was just coming back. Yeah. Uh, and he's a very, very intimidating dude. He's a big man. Just a big, big fuck off sailor, big Murray. Boy. <laughs> if he shaved his head completely and just got boy. heaps of like tattoos. He would scare the shit out of me. Yeah, yeah. he'd be um, a big, lucky-looking <laughs> operator, I could see. <laughs> he would be. Yep. But, yeah, I thought he had a good game. Junior Paulo was pretty pretty massive for them. Other than that God, drop he's at the a, end. He's a huge human. Yeah, yes. apart from the drop yes. at the end there, that cost them the game. Um, but, yeah, look, Penrith have got a lot of lot of work to do Yeah. Um, to me. They're... they're I think they might get shown up next week against the Storm. Well, if we roll straight into that preview, it's um, yep. it's going to be a hell of a Saturday, actually, Parks. Yeah, it is. Because we've it got will be. Storm and Panthers at four, and that will roll straight into the start of the AFL Grand AFL Final. Grand so Final. if you're into both codes, then you're in for a treat on Saturday. Clear your schedule. Yep. Um, yep. And, yeah, should be a good one. So, But Storm and Panthers, based off the Panthers' recent form, they're going to struggle. Yep. You would have to think. I would. I would have to think too. I. Um, yeah. You can't read much into into form when it comes to these games yep. all the time, especially like they're getting played up in Brisbane and yep. and uh, Queen wherever in Queensland. Um, they're both at Suncorp. I'm not sure about the weather, but I think that there's there could be a bit of a front coming through. Okay. Okay. Um, a storm bit of weather front even around. Um, which, you know, might throw a little bit yeah. into a wet ruined turf for Saturday night. Yeah. Um, but you know how they work. They work overtime, those blokes, to make sure that pitch is right. Um, but, you know, you can't, you, you've got to look at the form and Storm are just going to be way too good to, for them, I think. Um, Storm, only six, seven weeks ago, got over the Panthers 37 to 10. Um, yeah. But even just... So first week of finals, Storm just absolutely dominated the Seagulls, as we've talked about, as you all know, 40 to 12. And that loss to the Rabbitohs two weeks ago and that win over the Eels just from the Panthers, they were far from convincing. Um, Yeah. And it's just really hard to see them getting over the Storm. I'm pretty sure, I know Josh Adokar is coming back. um, Yeah. And Brandon Smith. should be back. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's that's probably like for like, but yeah, um, Brandon Smith is cleared to play as well. He got that cheekbone. Don't know if it was fractured, yep. but got that big knock on the cheekbone. 
Yeah. Um, but he's good to go. So, look, it'll be it'll be a matchup. But it I will just be. have to think that the Storm will be too good. Yeah, I hope I hope that the Pan, uh, the Panthers are uh, they get over them because that would make a much more entertaining grand final. It would, um, and I would really like the Rabbits' chances up against Penrith if I, they could somehow scrape past. I also agree with that. Um, let's jump into that game because I think we've, we don't night. have much to say about that yeah. that other game. Yeah, Friday um, night. Friday game, night's so the game. Rabbits Seagulls. Uh, third verse four from the season. It's look. This is a real. I think we've said it a few times. The Seagulls, if they show up, I yep. don't think like if the Seagulls play their best. I don't think the Rabbits. The Rabbits are really going to struggle. Yeah, containing Tommy Turbo once he gets on a roll yep. is really really difficult. Um, yeah. However, across the park, the Rabbits have more depth. They're a yeah. more well-rounded team. There's still only really, in my opinion, as a fan, but I think their only question mark is at that fullback. And as yeah, we Blake said Taff. last week, Blake Taff stood up, got the job done. Yeah. So if he can be solid again, I think that yeah. the Rabbits across the park will just... They've just got better players in more positions. Yeah. Um, and if they can manage to sort of just limit turbo essentially and if you limit yeah. turbo then dce struggles to get into the game and then the rest of their forwards like their forwards are okay but outside of outside of marty to power they don't have they're not superstars um no and look garrick and saab have been incredible all year but a wing is only as good as they can't play a good game if they're getting beaten through the middle so yeah exactly I'm hoping well, it's it's literally. I think if Tommy Turbo, it's we've said it all year. I think if Turbo rocks up, Rabbits are gonna probably struggle to beat the Seagulls if he plays yeah. his best game. If they well, can limit him to seventy five percent output, which is still pretty damn good. They're still better than most players in the competition. But yeah. if they can limit him just that much, I think they'll get the win. Well, probably the second best fullback in the league got like. Did a fairly good job trying to convert, can, um, contain Turbo last week. Yeah. Um, but just like, I, and I'd say that um, Tedesco is a fairly, fairly handy defender when it oh, comes yeah. to that last yeah, line of defence. He's probably definitely. up there. Yeah. Um, and he's done everything he can to try and stop Turbo. And that I think it was that first try that he yeah. got. Yeah. Um, but just couldn't hold him up. Blake Taft's not even going to do half the job that Teddy did on that. If it comes down yeah. to one on one like that, Teddy, uh, sorry, Turbo scoring. Yeah. Um. But it's just up to their their uh, their forwards to just make sure that that doesn't happen. Like we've got to stop. They've got to stop him um, early. Yeah. Um, and try and come out to him so he has to offload. Um, Absolutely. which is always dangerous too. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going rabbits and storm. And these two games. I'm, I'm going to go with Rabbits and Storm as well. Yeah. All right. Stick to the same. Um, all right. A couple of quick fire ones just to finish up. Yeah. And then we'll wrap up, do you reckon? 
Yep. All right. So the big news out of cricket this week has been uh, Tim Payne's bulging dick. Have you seen this yeah. one floating around parks? I haven't poor actually, old, mate. No. Poor old Tony Armstrong, who we talked about earlier, was on the Dylan Friends podcast, but he's a... Um, He's a presenter for ABC News in the like one of the ABC morning shows. He's reading the sport report and he's talking about Tim Payne's bulging disc in his neck, <laughs> which he needs, which he needs to um, have surgery on. Payne reckons yeah. he'll be right for the Ashes, but look, you never. I don't know too much about bulging discs or dicks to be honest, but I imagine that. <laughs> It would take a little bit of time. It could be a bit of a touchy one. So bulging discs are very painful, um, <laughs> as I, as my father would say. I don't know about bulging dick, but um, I'll leave that up to Tony, uh, Tim Payne to discuss when he comes on the air uh, soon. But um, yeah, that, yeah, that was. It's interesting. I just uh, did a little Google search of yeah. it up. I, I understand now. That makes a lot of yeah. sense. Tone, <laughs> I was like, wondering what, wondering what this this thing in our run sheet was. I was like, Tom, this is just not bulging dick. That's oh, not it. <laughs> name of the show. Name of the show. Um, and so Tony Armstrong, who was just a grade A list clogger, played a was on yep. AFL list for about six years. Played. The standard 25 games um, yep. has been really successful in the media the last few weeks and he has apparently absolutely blown up so it's the best mistake that that man ever could have made I reckon we'll make. <laughs> um, Glenn Maxwell has been smashing the TikTok slash Insta videos lately have you seen that? I haven't seen that but I wanted to address something about yep. that yep. Um, not specifically Glenn but another player in his team that uh hits the ball hard uh david warner he has the most grim instagram account of all time yeah the shit that goes up on his instagram is oh it's awful like grade a nonsense (laughs) it's fucked like i love the occasional pick that he's like he's got two really like gorgeous little girls yeah um and like a great family but yep. when he puts the shit up where it's like a remix of him doing some like Indian ad or something like that that's in full like Indian, but it's yep. just his face stuck on this body. Yeah. Like stop it, Dave. It's not funny. Mate, it's just <laughs> it's just chasing that Indian coin. There is so <laughs> much money in India just around surrounding cricketers. I could tell like He's, Max, he's done a couple. Like, fair enough. He's been yeah. in lockdown for the last week or so. And yeah. he was coming out of lockdown. But And look, I'm a Glenn Maxwell fan. And his are a lot yeah. more creative and a lot higher quality than Davey Warner's. But he yeah. had this one this morning that I woke up to. And it's him, A.V. De Villiers, A.B. De Villiers and Ruby Chahal or whatever, some Indian spinner. Um, yeah. They're all at the Kings 11 Punjab or something. Yeah. And it was just Maxi waking up and then sending a like message on the WhatsApp group to the boys, meet him down at the pool for a dance, and then they're all just on the pool edge doing the worst like dance moves you'll ever see. Like, pretty much just <laughs> forward worse, and worse back than thrusting. You at a party. At oh, Paris. mate, 
Mate, at least I've got... No, nah, I don't have much variety, but... No, nah, you was do the just, same shit over and over again. You pour alcohol on the floor to make it slippery so you hey, can look, dance. Hey, look, don't It only makes what, it stickier. Don't fix what I broke. Oh, <laughs> it's just but, the worst, but no. Maxi, yeah, they're just like essentially doing like forward and back thrusting on the pool edge with just no context whatsoever. Like, yep. Maxi, AB de Villiers, like one of the greatest batsman ever i just don't know if it's that necessary but look there's money (laughs) there's money in india and with the ipl kicking off which i don't know anything about but i'll probably get into because there's no other sport that's going to be on after the yeah um yeah well after the weekend (laughs) next weekend it will be nothing but i yeah if you ever have a spare moment in your time don't go and watch david warner's instagram you would have wasted 30 seconds of your life. It's yeah. terrible. Yeah. Um, Sorry, Davey. Don't come Monday, champ. In the Union, the Wallabies actually seem kind of good at the moment, which is weird. They had another win on uh, Saturday afternoon, um, which is weird. And look, in sport, let's be honest, you're only as good as your last game. So, yeah, like, for example, Port were really good for most of the year. Their last game was utterly terrible. So everyone is now... Port's year was an absolute failure. It was shit. Dude's about yeah. a pre- home prelim final. But you're only as good as your last game. So because of that, uh, South Africa are shit house in the union. And the Wallabies <laughs> are pretty much the world champs. So yeah. there's something to look at. Quade Cooper for PM. Now that he's got his citizenship and he can do that. So... Good that was actually really good to watch the other night too. I really enjoyed watching the little snippets of it. Once again, have no idea what's going on, but <laughs> oh, it's it's it like an so American watching confusing. AFL. It's just oh. shit happening everywhere. But um, it looked, to be honest, it was a really entertaining game, and we we like the last probably 10, 15 minutes, we just turned, just turned it, on it on and just and just went ham. And it was so good to watch. Um, um, always getting it done. Yeah. And, and then in the NFL. Yeah, you take this one, brother. Uh, so the Philly Eagles, our boys, they went down to the San Fran 49ers. Uh, I did not watch the game. I might actually watch the KO Mini after this. I might yeah. just sit down and watch the KO Mini. I just um, YouTubed it, and there was like a nice little 13-minute um, replay, which I was like, yeah, I don't mind that. So I sat down and watched that. Yeah. Um, they actually, again, I don't really understand NFL much at all, but... Yeah, I'll have to get they, into it watching it because I actually do get NFL. Yep. I really enjoy watching it. Um, but they were up and about early, the boys, but they just couldn't hit the scoreboard. Um, Did our boys then, get a gig? Yeah, yeah. Jordan Maylata was... Jordan? Is that right? Yeah, Jordan. Yeah, yeah, he was there. And I didn't see Aaron Sipos, but he is a kicker, so I don't really think they make the highlight reel all that often. Um, <laughs> Not the 13-minute one that you're watching yeah, anyway, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, look, they were there. They were kicking around, so... Look, they <laughs> didn't quite get something. it done. But they play like 16 games or some shit, don't they? So we can we can follow yeah. that over summer. That'll be good. Yeah, it'll be good to watch. And that's it's quite sporadic. That It's actually one of the weirdest fixtures... I reckon the NFL yeah, right uh, fixture. It's just kind of like because they have so many teams and so many different little conferences and shit like that mm. that they play 
certain teams a certain amount of times and they might even have like back-to-back games against them and stuff like it's, yeah, right. it's quite quite weird so um, you can go through a season without playing another team then i think so yeah i think like because what like 16 games is it yeah but like i don't know how many teams there are but there's i think there's more than 30 yeah um but yeah it's it's quite ridiculous well I, what i can see right now there's there's definitely over 30. Yeah. Um, Some expert analysis right here. There's 32 <laughs> teams, which is a go. lot. Um, 16 so rounds. you've only played yeah. half the teams. So do you, is, I wonder if it's a Western and Eastern Conference. Maybe it's that. Probably. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I don't we'll look know. into it. We'll, we'll, we'll get around it. it. We'll, we'll know more next time. And we'll keep everyone, <laughs> we'll keep everyone updated on the Philly Eagles. Yeah. Have you got anything else, Tom? <laughs> I don't, mate. I reckon that's, oh, I don't either. that's a good that's spot a, to wrap it's up. good timing. Yeah, definitely. Everyone well, thank you very much, listeners. Uh, this will be the, the last uh, time you hear from us before the grand final. Yeah. Uh, yeah, by that time, I, I'm hoping that I will be able to speak, but I might not be able to <laughs> by the time it starts. But, um, yeah, if you, if you don't hear from us, enjoy your Saturday. Enjoy the weekend of sport, which is set to be a cracker. Yeah. Uh, and... Give us a like, give us a subscribe, give us a review on on our socials, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. What's the other one? Is it on Google? Uh, Google, I think. I've never heard of anyone using Google Podcasts, but I didn't nah, want to discriminate yeah. against anyone just in case. So No, right I know. Too. Tim Danes has kicked up a stink about no Apple Podcasts. <laughs> like, download Spotify, dude. It's free. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh, yeah, shit. thank you for letting us be in your ears. All right. Always a pleasure never at your parks. All right, see you, mate.